Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's jump right into it and have you talk a little bit about your educational background and your professional background. Sure. Um, So I did my bachelor's in psychology um, and thereafter got my EDM and MA in mental health counseling and psychological counseling from Columbia Teachers College. Um, and thereafter have been a human told, working as a full-time psychotherapist. Um, I see individual clients, mostly um, a lot of them from South Asian backgrounds, um, multicultural identities, um, and work with um, some couples as well as um, kids. Okay, wonderful. Great. And have you done anything before human told? Um, I did work in a couple of research labs as well as psychiatric training programs uh, within my time in college. Um, And then when I was at DC, my internship was at Human Told as well. So I've been here pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I love the the commitment. (laughs) (laughs) We love it here. So Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. If you were able to define yourself as a therapist what words would you use Hmm. um multicultural psychodynamic authentic I think um I bring myself into the room a lot um my personality humor that kind of thing um and maybe a straight shooter (laughs) okay I love it. Um, why did you pick multicultural as the first word to define yourself? I think cultures played a huge role in my life growing up. Um, I have grown up having the privilege of experiencing multiple different cultures and um, having their roles shape me in a lot of ways. Um, I grew up in India. I've been to boarding school abroad. I'm currently in the U.S. and have been here for a few years. And I think all of these experiences have really shaped me and who I am. And I think I recognize, therefore, the role that culture plays in an individual's story and in the way in which they see things and experience the world. Um, as a result, I think that our narratives and our ways in which we work with things is also impacted by way of how we've learned culturally to understand, work with, and read read a lot of things. Um, And I think that that therefore becomes a really important part of my work with clients. Um, I think I try to incorporate their understanding of their culture into our work together as well as into their read and their narrative of themselves. Oftentimes I think culture is something that's left out of the conversation because 
I think it's something that's so taken for granted and something that we don't necessarily turn a lens towards more specifically. And I think that when you are able to do that, there's a lot that you can find and understand better that would have otherwise been taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. When you started at Human Told, you came in as an intern. Um, the word multiculturalism was a very important word to use, and it was a big part of supervision. It was a big part of your growing process. Mm-hmm. And now that you are yourself an intern supervisor, that word also comes up. But it seems like the word is today defined differently or has a different meaning to it than it did even like what four or five years ago when you started. What have you noticed has changed about this concept of multiculturalism, where it started and where we are today? I think when I started out, multiculturalism was something that was heavily rooted in this idea of um, ethnicity, religious, more so cultural in that sense background. Whereas now I feel like it has started to include more um, from the point of um, different aspects of race and um, different aspects of cultural experience based on gender, social status, socioeconomical background, all of that somewhere I think is included in culture and our cultural experience now. Um, I think it always existed. I just don't think it was in the conversation as much. Um, Having it now be more prevalent in the conversation and having it be more front and center in our conversations now, I think does make it such that these topics are more accessible when doing the work that we're doing. Um, And oftentimes these were things that were kind of like taboo, right? Like not talking about money or not talking about social status or not talking about certain race-related issues. in the workplace, in the therapy room, in certain spaces that were otherwise being occupied by more straight conversations. Um, I think this just allows for more scope in which for an individual to be showing up as themselves, both as clinicians and as clients. Um, I think as, as even when I'm interacting with other clinicians, particularly the interns, I think it's something that I really encourage them to think about their identities in general, um, how they see themselves, what they perceive themselves to be, and how that identity comes into their work as a clinician. Um, I know it's something that really helped me in my work. And so I think that there's a lot that you can do with it when you do start to consider those things, even if that might feel a little uncomfortable to begin with Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so it sounds like um, multiculturalism has become a much more normalized topic of conversation a much more normalized way of approaching therapy and theory to never really use any of our clinical orientation just the way that the book says it but always compare it to okay but how does this apply to this particular community and how do we have to change some of the strategies it's become a much more normal experience and and some of the aspects that made it difficult even a few years ago which was being able to hold that space uh, Mm -hmm. in particular for certain population has on the one hand it's still difficult for some people but other on the other hand it's a much more normal experience to go through Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Have you noticed any negative shifts from the way that you we used to define it and use it to how we use and define it today? I think sometimes what I've noticed come up a little bit with the use of the word multicultural is this desire to box it into specific columns and rows and, and specific things. Um, I think my idea of multiculturalism is rooted in a sense of inclusion almost. So trying to make it specific and trying to make it um, fit into certain ideas and norms sometimes can make it a little stiff, in my opinion. Um, and I think that can be a bit of an issue when we try to label things very specifically. Um, I think there's a certain advantage to having a certain kind of fluidity um, in talking about multicultural identities as well as multiculturalism in general and allowing for more inclusion and allowing for more um, space in which different clinicians, different clients, different experiences can be included. Would you mind illustrating that in an example? Sure. I guess when looking at it from the point of view of ethnic background or cultural identity based on ethnic background, I think there are clients who will come in and sometimes you will see that they might share, say, a similar identity to me ethnically. And I can see that in their name. I can see that in when they show up into the office. I can see that. I think something that I make it a point to really emphasize is that I'm not going to assume that our identities are shared just based on the specifics of you and I share a similar cultural identity. Um, I think when we go to do that, we're kind of boxing it into this idea of you're South Asian, I'm South Asian, you're Indian, I'm Indian. And so we're kind of assuming that the, the client and I fit into a similar cultural identity and hence have had similar experiences and leave less room for their specific narrative and experience to come in. Mm -hmm. um, when we're able to leave it more open, I think we're able to create more space for a more specific experience that they may have had, even if we might share some similar identities. And that's why I make it a point to probe and still ask. And I let my clients know that, that, hey, this might seem like I'm asking something that I might already should know based on what we're seeing here and recognizing. But I have to ask because I don't want to assume. Mm -hmm. And I have to ask because I want to be able to create more space for there to be definition that you can specifically give it to that goes beyond, say, the realm of definition that could be within a certain bracket of it, right? A South Asian mm -hmm. identity for me could look different from a South Asian identity for a different client. And we try when we try to box it into a specific way of looking at it, I think that can be a little detrimental. Mm -hmm. um, in the same way that that can be true for say an immigrant identity or any other identity that someone might have uh, and bring into the room. I think that there is also somewhat of an overlap that sometimes comes in between these different identities that can sometimes play a role. Um, and so just trying to make space for that is helpful um, as opposed to 
just looking at the label as it is or looking at what we see in front of our faces as it is and going with that. Yeah. So it sounds like on, on the one hand, what we have learned is to recognize all of these identity, identities and the importance of these identities in somebody's mental health and, and their presentation. On the other hand, for an observer to judge those identities or box them in or label them can also be detrimental because it does not allow the client or the person across from us themselves to say, I know that's what you're seeing, but that's not how what I want to present or how I feel. And I want to use other words to describe that. And that kind of is a similar experience. We may observe somebody be depressed, but we're not going to mm -hmm. say, you are depressed, we're going to ask our clients to choose the words that right. they're using to describe. So it sounds like maybe where multiculturalism took sometimes a bit of a bad term is overgeneralizing and mm -hmm. overlabeling um, and labeling first before allowing the person across from us to kind of explain who they are and how they identify. Right. And I think as you rightly pointed out, I think that also ties into this idea of what we view certain symptoms and symptomology in our experience with clients to come up as. Like someone might call it binge eating disorder or someone else might call it emotional eating. And mm -hmm. a client's experience in how they label their experience, whether it is tied in a multicultural identity or an identity surrounding diagnoses or an identity surrounding symptoms, I think a lot of it is rooted in how they want to present it. And being able to provide them that freedom is extremely important in the work that I choose to do. As far as particularly multiculturalism is concerned, I think there's also this element of othering and other people kind of deciding specific labels and things for the client or the person sitting there. And I think that generalization and labeling doesn't help with that. Being able to define your own identity and being able to de define your own cultural experience does provide a certain kind of agency. And that can be very helpful um, for clients to work with and, and see in their experience. Yeah, absolutely. It really feels like multiculturalism gives this idea of not being the expert in the room a whole other set of meaning. Um, while we know that term, when it comes to being a therapist, we know we're not the expert on, on somebody else's life. Using the lens of multiculturalism even more so emphasizes the importance of not assuming that stance. Absolutely. Isha, thank you so much for chatting with me today about your experience about multiculturalism. It was wonderful to hear your perspective on some of these topics. Are there any last thoughts that you'd like to share today? Um, sure. I mean, I think growing as a therapist and learning through the lens of my identity and through the lens of different identities that I have been able to pick up from clients as well as from other clinicians and around me has been a very rewarding experience um, and that's something that I would almost encourage everyone to do um, just you know making space for what you can pick up from around you and what you're willing to learn 
from your clients um, and other clinicians alike. Um, and I think what you very rightly said, this idea of not being, not assuming that you're the expert in the room, um, recognizing that someone else is always going to be the expert in their own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really wonderful to learn from my work and from my clients. Um, and that's something I hope to continue doing. Sounds wonderful. Thank you Thank so you much, Isha. Having, thank you for having me, Rachel.